Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. I'm Francesca Butchko. And I'm Becca Olin. And so Becca's joining us today. You guys uh, rarely hear her, but you probably have seen her if you've joined us for game nights or many of our events. Um, Becca works here part-time as a gallery assistant and does many things under the the Light Gray Art Lab roof. Uh, And so today she joined us. And actually, Francesca, you you joined us in spirit, but not really actually in person um, (laughs) for the start of what is our big, long convention season. And so we thought we'd talk about conventions and everything about it, the love parts, the hate parts, the weird parts, the whatever parts, all the parts. Um, so before we do that, we want to tell you what's going on here at Light Gray Art Lab right now. If you have stopped in, you will notice a hundred or so fantastic and kind of scheming and kind of crazy bosses from all the video games that you may have loved uh, as a child or as a, a grown-up. Either way is good. So can you tell people about that show? Sure. Um, So we currently have the Boss Rush exhibition on display. Um, It's been open for about a week now. and It'll be on display through April 10th. So if you guys want to check it out, it's both in the space online on our website and also on our online shop. So if you guys can't make it here in person, there are so many incredible pieces from anywhere from Pac-Man to current day video games. I don't know if it goes any further back in history than that, but there are so many awesome ones. Um, And you can come through and see all the video games that you loved, that you didn't get to play, that you didn't get to beat. It's it's a really fun like sort of challenge for the artists and for all the people attending the opening and attending the exhibition to sort of see what their favorite pieces are and what's going on and relive their video game history. So it's a really awesome show. It is an awesome show. And so We actually went um, earlier today, and we're recording here on a lovely Saturday, uh, to GlitchCon 2015, where we were able to show all of this awesome work and and the top 10 um, picks for Best of Show for Boss Rush. And so if you guys haven't seen those, I believe we've also said those online, so you can take a peek at all the awesome pieces that have won. Uh, So as spring rolls around, we often take a look at our big lineup of conventions and try and figure out which ones we're going to go to, which ones we can't afford, which ones we'd love to go to someday, and which ones are too far away, Um, and so someday. So, Francesca, this weekend you went to a convention, didn't you? Yep, I went to the Emerald City Con. And then we went to GlitchCon, and we have next weekend um, actually another local convention called MiniCon coming up, amongst all sorts of other ones like Anime Detour and like, you know, one billion other things that are happening here in the Twin Cities as well. So how many of you guys have been to a convention before this weekend? (laughs) I have. have. Yeah. 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 Small one. I, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so if you went to some they were unmemorable unmemorable yes. yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah so i back in the day i used to go to wizard world in chicago and yep. um i was actually talking with francesca about this before it's funny because there are all the big guys that are there like all the big brands like all the big you know um, comic brands and, and publishers and there's tons of different merchandise things and then there's artist alley and then there's you know all the panels and all the things that you look forward to going and seeing right mm-hmm. so when you're there whether it was this weekend or or a previous memorable or unmemorable convention well i guess you couldn't remember the the, the, <laughs> the ones but ones. but is there something that stuck out as being like kind of the thing that 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 defines conventions for you guys is it the people is it the stuff you buy 
like for some people i think they go there and they're like i got 50 bucks how many things can i get and other people are like i'm gonna go to meet some some awesome artists or some things or look at some stuff or look um, at this wrestler i think it's it's been really interesting because in the past couple of years we've been to very specific conventions well, i guess all conventions are but like today we went to a video game one um, and next it, weekend, you guys are going to a sci-fi one. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think the people, and I mean, I guess the panels and stuff too, but it's mostly the people who are there make a huge difference. So that's the thing that you think mm-hmm. you, you go for the most? Mm-hmm. So are you talking about the community of people or are you talking about the guests? Um, any, And I think I've mentioned this before. Anytime I go to anything, I want to be all in and I want to like be able to engage with people and feel like I'm contributing and also getting something from it. And so I look forward to like the social hour in between stuff or getting to meet people walking up and down the aisles and stuff like that. Um, so I really do think it is the people. It's cool to see this stuff, but I could also see a lot of it online too, you know? Yeah. So it's not like there's like a, like a, like a movie star that's going to show up and you're like, that's why I go to this convention. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. I have a friend who does that and he has to go around and get a photo with like every single person at the con who has those photo opportunities where you just like stand in an awkward position with some (laughs) sort of celebrity. Um, But I have yet to do that. Are you going to do that? Is that in your checklist? I don't think I go to anything that has anything like that. There's no special people. No, there's special people, but they're not like the type of special people. For instance, when we went to Minicon this year and last year, there are really well-known science fiction authors. There's really well-known science fiction artists. Um, But they're not, it's not like... I'm really, Ridley Scott. I don't know whoever. <laughs> it's not like somebody that you would wait in line to meet. Um, and maybe you would, but th- the conventions are so small and so intimate that, like last year, we were just hanging out with them. Right, like it's more of a, like like being anybody a person could hang out with them. Yeah, and not like, like celebrity. We were just doing a drawing session, yeah. and everyone was ha- sitting around drawing with the guest of honor, and it wasn't like a you didn't have to pay or anything like that. He wasn't being swarmed. Everyone was talking to each other and to him and drawing and everyone was kind of doing their own thing. So it was, it was less of like a stand in line and get your photo taken and more of just like, I wouldn't say hanging out with him in particular because everyone is hanging out with everyone, but it was just, just like community. Just building. like a, it was like a big community where everyone was just like, they were, we were all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think back in the day when I used to go like, you know, 10 years ago, I used to go for the stuff. Like I went for totally like the for the merch? stuff. Like yeah. The merchandise. Oh yeah. Cause I wanted like a pile of comics and I wanted like, I just spit on myself, you guys. I wanted like all sorts. I got so excited about. about comics, I know. Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, those comics!" So, but I I, I used to go and that. yeah. What? What? No, <laughs> don't do that, Chris. This made a noise. Lindsay did it too. <laughs> I did it unintentionally, which makes it worse, probably. Chris did it on purpose. But you know, when you you go and you're like. I want to come back with stuff that I can remember this experience or my local comic shop only has these types of things and I want to go for something special. Or you want a drawing by an artist or something? Yeah, well, back in the day, I think I think it was less that I knew who was drawing stuff that like people that were actually accessible as human beings. Uh, and I more knew just certain titles. Right. You know, like I knew who drew the titles and I knew who inked the titles and I knew who wrote the titles, but I, but they were all big, big things, you know, DC and all, you know, and like, um, dark horse and, and things that were big enough that it was a little bit just like going to go get my stash of things and then heading mm-hmm. out, you know? So, um, there are plenty of people that I know that build up like an entire part of their business, just being and, and tabling 
being a person and tabling, you know, which is a whole different thing. So these days, I think my my concept of what a con is has changed a little bit to thinking about the actual individuals behind the the tables much more than just the big stuff. Yeah, I actually remember when we went to the Wizard Wizard World Wizard mm-hmm. World Con, yeah, and um, we met some artists who drew some pictures, and they were a lot more personable or humble or something than I thought they were going to be. Um, and looking back now, now that we're, you, you know, like everyone in this gallery, probably tables, like not everyone sitting here, but like everyone on the walls around us does the convention thing. And we talk to them a lot more. So maybe it's more of a normal thing, or maybe I just wasn't in that world. So, um, I thought it would be more of a businessy kind of thing. So Francesca, you got to go this last time. And so can you describe Emerald City Con a little bit and sort of what, what that experience was like just walking through for the first time and seeing where all the artists were and what they were doing and what, you know, like what the vibe was, like, what was that like? So first of all, it's definitely the biggest convention I've ever been to. Um, it encompasses, you know, it's mostly comics, but it includes bigger comics and DC and Marvel and Dark Horse and Fantagraphics. Those guys are all there. But then there also are artist alleys. So, you know, it's individual artists exhibiting. Oh, and also um, uh, Boom is actually really big there now. So you'll see chunks of the floor kind of sectioned off to different publishers. And then within that, there'll be different artists representing those publishers. And then you also will see the smaller, you know, just tables for artists. And um, it's several floors. And then the biggest floor is actually two, kind of like two buildings. There's like a skyway. So it's it's a lot. Like we didn't see everything. We're actually going back again tomorrow. So I'm I'm not done with it yet. So like when you were walking through there, were you, did you beeline to the artist section and were you like, who are these people that I know? Like, like, where are they? Or were you like, I'm just gonna walk around and look at all the things. Well, we did that. We walked around. My sister actually got there first. I slept in because I am still suffering from weird sleep situation. But, um, I, when I got there, my sister was like, you know, the best way to do this is to walk around, kind of get an idea of what stuff is here and then decide what you want to buy. Because I, maybe it's because I never had the convention experience before, but I'm still in the mode of like, I have this money and I'm going to, I sort of, I view this money. You have this, this money, money that who I, wants it? Right, no, well, <laughs> I, view, like, I have most. so much money I want to spend and I want to, it's almost like, like, this is the closest I've ever felt to like my vote counts where I want to give the money that I have for this thing to the people that I really like and who I think should continue to make stuff. So I was like, all right, just go away. Oh, sad. (laughs) (laughs) You're like one for you. One for you. To be honest, there's a lot of stuff there that I didn't like a lot of stuff that I didn't like. And there was a lot of stuff that I did like, and there was a lot of stuff that I thought was good, but I didn't care about. So I was like, it definitely, you know, it, it, I don't know how to, to put it other than I felt like, I felt like my vote counts yeah, kind of a thing. Since like, it's you, like, I want this artwork to exist in the world, so I'm going to give this person money. Yeah. Since you've been on, like, both sides of the table often, like, you've been both on the, like, tabler side and the walker <laughs> I don't know what convention it's called. Goer convention side. goer side. Um, do you have a different approach when you're going up to tables and talking to artists? Do you, like, understand Oh, yeah, definitely. Their... Definitely. I, if anything, I feel bad. Like, every time I... I go up to somebody, I almost apologize instantly because I'm like, I'm sorry that you have to sit there and be there for like eight plus hours. You're probably really tired, you know, and I... Is that how you say hi to everyone? 
I've, I seriously, there, there were two things like, that I, I talked about. You're like, I'm sorry for your loss. May I have a comment? <laughs> there was like Take every person I was like, I'm sorry that you're tired. Also, I'm really sorry that the internet sucks. Because the other thing that was stupid of me is I did not bring cash, which is, is dumb. You should bring cash. Everyone bring cash if you go to conventions. Because even though every single person has at least one card reader, most people have two because they need a backup, um, the wireless was so terrible that you have to sit and wait for like 10 minutes for your, your transaction Aww. to go through. And then one girl actually, she was like, do you mind if we, we walk together to like the atrium? Because I need to, this won't go through in like, in this area because everybody's using their phones. Like everyone. Did you get there and then you're like, that's $5 for a walk to the atrium. Well, that's the other thing. Back. Like I was thinking about that too. I was like, man, I'm buying this. I bought like the zine from her that I really like. But I was like, geez, I'm making you do a lot of work for, you know, like this zine that, you know, it doesn't cost very much. So let me tell so you something. So that. I being being the person that has sat at, behind the table, I think every single human being is grateful for the fact that you can talk to another live human being and not just smile into space. You know, yeah. I think the worst thing about tabling is to smile into space and then just kind of slowly like plead with your eyeballs for somebody to come near enough to you that you can like bark at something at five seconds. Yeah, I feel like the the time that especially the top deck when I tabled, I was like a circus ringmaster, <laughs> especially <laughs> after especially after going to this. And I was like, oh, wait, people don't shout into the alley to- people to come and look at this I do. Stuff. I think they I do. do. I think they do. I think there's like, there's a type of person who does not. And then there are the people that do. And <laughs> it is always nice and like welcoming to have someone who's like more than willing to share stuff with you. Like I get nervous at con- conventions when people don't because you're like, should I look at this? Is this awkward? It's are awkward. Are they going to just stare at me it's silently awkward. while I look at this thing? Because I don't want to buy it if they are. Well, yeah, you don't want to page through anything when somebody's just watching you page through it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that feels that feels interesting. However, I do think most of the people that go on both sides, especially if you're in, you know, the section that has all the indie artists and all the people with small press and stuff like that, it's a massive experience for connecting with people that you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of us in our communities have like our local handful of people that we see just in the art universe here. But if you're traveling to something big that's like got a couple of states or people are flying in for that experience, I mean, everybody can see Twitter light up with where are you going to be? What are you what are you doing? Where are you going? Are you going to any parties? Are you doing stuff? And I feel like it's finally a chance that you can put a face to some of the names that you've been talking to for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I think one of those things too is like anybody and everybody has such a flexible schedule at that point where even though you're tired and your eyes feel like they're dried out and your mouth hurts for some reason, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Chris is like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I remember when we were at the road show at Icon. I was actually just thinking about that and you're like, this is so good, but it's so painful. I was like, my face hurts. Why? But it's one of those things where you're like, this is worth it. You know, my stamina is just like there enough for me to last for these however many hours. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's like running a marathon, you know, or like having a workout or something, Mm -hmm. neither of which I really know what they feel like because I don't do. Yeah, I think (laughs) I think there's a lot of trepidation with with talking to people, especially if you are um, not if you are an 
what is what word did you use for a Chris person walking around the floor? Do we have a word for goer. this <laughs> convention goer? I think there's trepidation in talking to, especially somebody that you admire, which I can understand, yeah. you know. But I definitely, I, I actually went and talked to Claire probably the first thing, and I sounded like a fool. But it it was one of those things where I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I think about how many times. Um, you know, you go up to someone that you don't know and you want to come off as so cool and so awesome and you want everything that you say to be really smooth. But if you wait for that to happen, you're never going to talk to someone. Wait, but you know Claire. I know. Yeah, I know Claire. But <laughs> but, but it was, I know, I know. I understand that. But, but what I'm saying is like Claire, and I guess my point is Claire was easy, is easy to talk to because I know her and we've hung out and stuff like that. But but I still sound like a fool. And I was thinking about that and I was like, if like in the event that I would like, there was somebody that I really wanted to meet there that I'd never met before. And I went up and got to talk to them. They would have gotten the same weird, like broken language that I was using uh, when I went and talked to Claire. And I was like, well, that's okay. Like you kind of have to just go and say hi. I think everyone's in a position of broken language. Of weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because I feel like the power is actually like the shift of powers in the other direction where you are, selling your goods and every person who stops and doesn't buy anything or who passes you by is like you a might blow feel, to your yeah you might feel as it a like bit. a thing against yeah. yourself instead of just being like maybe they don't like non-stop sexy Jean-Luc drawings or something like that is that what you're gonna table next <laughs> that's time? what you you and Francesca are gonna table with me Jean-Luc yeah, so. no I would make the sexy data drawings sorry Francesca you I can think, have Jean-Luc think... to yourself no I'm, right. gonna se- I'm gonna do sexy Riker ones actually <laughs> Riker's already, already sexy in your mind. Yeah, sexy cool. table. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all it is. It's just, yeah. Just sexy Next generation fan but, but I guess what, what I meant with that is that you kind of just have to, the best way to start talking to someone is just to start talking to someone well, and not worry about it too much. I think that's why I was asking you the question about like being on both sides of the table because you know no matter what, it is long hours and like awkward conversation with people. So just being personable and nice is like yeah. good enough you know and you don't have to feel like you need to like take up all their time you're like considerate yeah. on either side you know and actually being considerate i there was one person i was in line to buy something from um a comic artist that she she's really awesome i think she does the batgirl comic but there was a person in front of me who wanted a full massive drawing on like their magic um like card what do you like mat or something it's card mat right and i don't know and like (laughs) there was clearly not enough time for this nor nor was it a reasonable request also this person wasn't buying anything they just wanted this like free giant drawing and it was like are you kidding me (laughs) like everybody i think around is like that's kind of a rude thing to to ask and i was just like so much of of like the weirdness can be depleted if you're just considerate on both sides i feel like most people wouldn't ask for something like that no, so, most people probably wouldn't, but that was weird. That was I was actually I was kind of offended. Did you smack them as they turned around? Like, I'm going home. How I'm dare so you? offended. <laughs> yeah. So um I've tabled at like Wizard World and we've tabled at Octoptic and all sorts of stuff. But today we were at GlitchCon and we were not really tabling, we but we had we had a room basically. We were presenting, yeah. but we were more than presenting because it wasn't like a prese- a presentation where we went in sat down, talked, which we've done at like Minicon and we've done at yeah. other yeah. This things. Like but this workshop. was like, we did a workshop and then we also had the Boss Rush show, which is really us just like hanging out. Being available. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I actually found it 
really enjoyable compared to, um, you know, the normal tabling situation. Really? I did. Really? I know you got exhausted and had to go home. I but. had to go home. You guys, I, oh, that was so sad. That was so sad. I'll admit it here in front of every single person. <laughs> there is a, there is an energy meter that is mostly fueled by coffee that <laughs> when it runs out, I go from being like really excited to talk to everybody to wanting to hide in a hole. Like it's that, that like I got to a panic point where I was like, I need to go. I need to go right this second. Yeah. Or I'm going to die. And I think, and I, maybe that makes sense. And maybe you deal better in the table environment, but I feel like GlitchCon is probably more of my situation in general mm-hmm. because it's people talking about video games. It's people playing board games. It's people you know, talking about things that are more up my alley probably. Well, the reason Mm -hmm. why I think it was so hard is, um, I think there's some, there's a big difference, I think, between You also did all the work in the workshop. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's different. It's different when you're standing at your booth and you're comfortable in your space and there's not a script or like a thing that you have to follow. You just kind of ad lib and then doing a workshop or a panel is a lot of mental energy. You know, there's a lot that you have to be aware of at all times and you're looking for like you're gauging the audience and right because to... every conversation is or at least this specifically the panel conversation is a like a judged practice. conversation oh, of people yeah, being like be are, as is articulate this good? as you can yeah and, and i mean this is the type of thing where people would just walk out if they were bored or something they would just walk out and go find a different panel so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little bit you're performing more than a booth like for a booth you're performing for one person and you're talking to them. Which is nice because you get kind of like a, you actually get a dialogue. It's But different. I think we had both because we definitely had a lot of people who were just coming in and having a dialogue too. Yeah. So not during the workshop, obviously, because we were. It was hands on. Talking. Yeah. And well, I just didn't stop workshop. talking. Yeah. That's my fault. But, but it was really cool. So today what we did was, um, it was actually really nice. We had two hours. We taught people how to make pixel art uh, and animated sprites for platformer video games, you know, based around the Dream Arcade project. And so we showed a lot of great examples. You know, we talked up the artists that were in that um, show. We showed some of the behind the scenes stuff and it was really very fun. It's definitely our element to be able to pick apart something and kind of talk about the like the behind the scenes aspects of it. Um, but what I like about conventions that have things like that is I feel like there are often these worlds that you get really invested in whether it's a comic or tv show or you know something like that and you really just want to ask people all the questions of like you're so invested for example i sat down today and i was talking with somebody about star trek and you guys all know how much i love star trek but there's a point where you get so invested in a property or in a thing that no amount of just normal information like quenches your thirst for for that and you start to become that person where you're like, I'd really like to know why they, why, why Yar isn't there, you know, or why she left or why this person or why Kess left or, you know, like all these things about, you know, the, the happenings of the show that people ignore like mostly. behind the scenes. Yeah, the behind the scenes mm-hmm. part. So, so what's kind of fun about having panels and having things like that is you get kind of a small audience of people or maybe a big audience, depending on what it is, being able to ask those questions that you can get really nerdy with somebody really quick. So for Minicon mm-hmm. that we're going to next weekend, we're on some panels for how to make a collaborative project and, you know, what's it like making a game and stuff like that, you know, where the people that are really interested in that specific thing can go and like pick it apart. But I know there's plenty of pop culture related ones where you're like, in the world of this, 
you know, how, like, how are the characters interacting and why did this guy, guy not show up anymore? Have you guys ever gone to any of those panels? Any artist talks, any panels, any like? I went to a panel yesterday. I was not a particularly nerdy. I mean, it was nerdy because it was at a convention, but it wasn't like, let's dissect this show. Yeah. It was about, um, it was, it was a boom, boom comics panel with a bunch of the creators and actually, it was really funny because we found out that we were sitting next to the founder. We didn't. We were sitting there, and then they pointed in the audience. I was like, "Oh, hi!" <laughs> did you give them there a hug? Are. No, oh. I didn't. I didn't. Give um, like but a side shoulder did hug. You go. Oh my you, you god! Him. Oh my god! Oh my god! I feel like you... I wish I could send a gift. No, it was very podcast. casual. It was actually really. It was really nice. I. It was probably my favorite part of the experience. It was it was casual. It wasn't very big. But it was um, the artists talking about, mostly they were talking about diversity and like the future of comics, which I was like, oh, that's an interesting topic because, you know, you get a guide and we sat down, my sister and I sat down and I went and circled all of the panels that I wanted to see. And I think that that kind of thing is more interesting than maybe I'm just too nerdy because I'll go online and find out everything I want to know about a show or something. But this was more of like, okay, well, now I'm going to get like, you know, some more personal statements by the artists and like who they are as people, which is what I'm, I'm mostly interested in. So that was kind of what this panel was about. It was like, where did you come from and why do you make stuff? And what is the kind of, what is your ideal project and that kind of. You know what I like about that? And what I like about panels like that is that, you know, every single thing you get online has been a ma- like a, like a like, manicured, like right. perfect answer yeah. for why it is. And you get some real person on a stage and you ask them and you can watch their face you know, and you can hear the tone of their voice. And when you're asking them questions about stuff that that a person has an opinion, you can tell right off the bat what what's really going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say everything is like a massive um, scandal or something, you know, but when there are things that are kind of interesting or, you know, maybe a little bit different, you can, yeah. you can hear it well, in their you, voice, you know? Yeah, I, to- I believe in that like wholeheartedly. I think you need to you, to like get to know a person, you have to kind of, be in the same space with them you can get so much information just by reading the way that they're sitting or the like even how comfortable they are like I know that's that's terrible of me to even call it because I am horribly uncomfortable in front of people but like because you're like bright red and sweating you know what I realized well, today? like I just am not like it's not I'm not comfortable and you can probably tell but no. <laughs> it's interesting like, to see how gas? people deal with it <laughs> Like maybe I don't know. Becca's laughing too. You just can't see it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Francesca. I know we, you don't have gas. Okay, go ahead. You're just an uncomfortable person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just an uncomfortable person. That's all. <laughs> no. You know, it's funny though. Like even even hearing you say that, I think it's interesting because there are definitely people that hide their discomfort really well, mm-hmm. and there are. I think every single person has to go out on a limb and, and public speak ever. Maybe maybe every person except for two feels that anxiety and the adrenaline and like, you know, everything that comes with it. Even though you're, even if you're a practiced public speaker, I think everybody has those like moments where they're just like, oh, hope nobody asked me a really hard question. Yeah. I feel like I was about to say, I feel like those are beforehand, especially, I mean, even before class and stuff like the day before class, I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to go to class and I have to be prepared, mentally prepared and stuff like that. But I feel like because of our constant 
dealing with people or whatever, once I'm in the situation, it's not uncomfortable at all anymore. Like yeah. all the, yeah, well, everything then... we did today was just like normal talking to whoever, because I feel like we talk to random people so often well, now that job. I have lost all yeah. of my like apprehension about talking to strangers right. and, and I'm just like, I'll talk to anything, whatever. Who, other people, talk? Yeah. Other people seem uncomfortable. And so you're just trying to like make them feel better. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they don't have to talk to people all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's the other thing is you can kind of figure out who talks, right? Cause there are people who are extremely entertaining and you can tell that they're entertaining you. Like you're like, yep, you are trying I like to that. Like, I like your me. juggling. That's cool. <laughs> it does. It feels like that. It's like they just took out some juggling like, scarves and they're like, I'm going to start juggling. <laughs> and you know what's happening, but you're like, okay, yeah, fine. You're fine. I'm I'm fine and you're fine. And then there's some people where I'm just like, I think I need to talk for you because you, you look like you want me to help. So what, so sometimes I, what are your guys' opinions? And Francesca, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but what are, what's your opinion and, and you guys, what's, what do you think is the big difference between being able to be what seems like a very social kind of outgoing person on the internet versus real life at a convention. Do you think that the the people who are outgoing are the same outgoing people at the conventions or do you think that it just depends? Um, I don't think it has any real correlation. You think maybe people just can practice what they're going to say online a couple times before they hit enter? I think it, yeah, I think it's easier to be one way or the other, but I don't think that because someone is super outgoing online that by any stretch of the imagination means that they will be like that in real life. And I also don't think if somebody is outgoing in real life that they will be a recluse Uh online. Yeah. Well, Uh I was thinking, and I I was talking to somebody about this the other day after the opening, like... And we are saying we talk to random people all day long and it's comfortable and it's fine. But if I were to go to an event, maybe by myself or with another person, I might talk to a couple people, but I wouldn't go out of my way to like make sure every person's comfortable and like talk to them and be over enthusiastic. And I think that just comes in the territory of like being a, not only a representative, but a part of a bigger thing. And so realizing that like, you are a host and you're making sure everyone's okay. And even today, like we weren't during the exhibition part, we weren't necessarily the host of it. Like it was our thing, but we were mostly like walking around. I would say we're the host of that room though. Yeah, we were of the room, but I think like we weren't standing in front of the pedestal or something and saying a bunch of words. We were mostly like mingling around the room and talking to people. And it's just like, if I were attending GlitchCon with no association at all and just walking into a room, Maybe I do the same thing, but I wouldn't probably be as like forthcoming as I was knowing that I was a part of light gray. Right. You know? Well, yeah. And I like having a job. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing. I guess if I, I have no problem talking to people, but because I have something to talk about and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like if they're looking at a thing and then I can just tell them about the show they're looking at or the whatever and ask them any questions, it's probably a lot easier than coming up to somebody. Um, yeah. Just cold well, and being like. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I was going to say about people who have booths. Like, I'm sure that they are enthusiastic to tell people about their practice and what's going on. And so, like, who they are behind the booth is definitely not a reflection of their, like, introverted or extroverted personality, you know? Because who who really knows? They could just be super excited to show anyone their stuff. Or they yeah. could be bored to death. I don't know. <laughs> who yeah, knows? you might be able to tell a little bit, you know, just by like Francesca saying body language, but I think people do a pretty good job like realizing that they're in it, you know, for the experience. They know they signed up and so they're going to do everything they can to make this positive experience, you know, and so they're going to do whatever that means for them. Um what what's kind of nice about having 
Like, and Francesca, this is a question for you, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you're, when you're going, actually, here's a two part question. Sorry. Let's just, <laughs> let's just add more questions onto my question. So we go to all sorts of trade shows and conventions for product development. Yep. It's not that different. What's no, your... it's actually really not. It's really similar. And it's Which funny. Is interesting. Yeah, it's draining. It's a lot of stuff. It's like like sensory like overload, overload yeah. and you're excited. And even as somebody who walks through those, um when I said like I like having a job, sometimes I like being like a detective, even though that sounds really silly, you know, like I'm like going to observe as like, not a, not a, I like being a detective. <laughs> oh, well, I'm a detective. Magnifying glass no. <laughs> I'm a private investigator. You like walk up and look at somebody's business card with like a magnifying glass and like yeah. do that thing like the take chief a tiny, on tiny, the tiny notebook out of your like side pocket. I, look at, I have one right here. I have a small one. I have a fingerprint dusting kit oh. that I take out and I go one second. I used to have a fingerprint dusting kit. That's it, cool. It didn't work. <laughs> but even, you know, when I'm there, I'm like, you know, I'm walking around. What I'm going to do is I'm going to compare and contrast everybody's marketing stuff. Or I'm going to look for specific themes that are popping up. And this, this of course, I'm talking about conventions for, you know, product design. And Chris is still laughing about the detective. He's thinking about his <laughs> mini fingerprinting kit. No, but you just used some tape. It was it was yeah. tape and dust. Yeah, that's oh. what it was. Tape and dust when those... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so Francesca, when you're walking around, did you find that you were, you were doing the same things like at, as you would bit, at a like, product design like I can't, one? Kind of. I can't turn it off. It's kind of like going to the movies. Like I can't turn off, and I'm sure a lot of you guys also have this, where you're, you have like your internal critic that is like... You're like, that's bad. That's good. That's not fine. not quite so yeah not quite so bad good but more like um kind of just getting Critique a feel mode. what what's popular like what do you what are you seeing that because that's what trade shows is like for us you're looking you know, at trends at least, yeah you're looking at yeah you're looking at trends you're looking what do you see a lot of what do you see not very much of what booths are really po- like have a lot of you know things going on and which why? ones don't yeah yeah what is everybody buying which things are sold out, you know, like, so, but the thing is, I never went to do that. And it, it is actually, I had to catch myself and be like, okay, you're here just to have fun, like, stop doing what you're doing, you know? Um, but, but I definitely did do that. Do you think it was conditioning I, from past ones? Or do you think that's just something that everybody does? Like, do you I'm guys sure every, do that? I or? think everybody does it to um, some extent. I look at people's booth setup. I'm like, that's oh, an yeah, interesting and that too. display. And is that because we have to go and table also? I think it is. I think that's like as soon as you're aware of something, as soon as you're like people set up their booths and then you're like totally aware of it. Like <laughs> that's like the most basic version, but you're like the more like specific you can be about how you want to display something, it shows mm-hmm. and it makes a huge difference. And so like as soon as you have that realization and I guess this happens like at your house too where you're like I could make this space awesome if I just like carefully curated it and so it makes yeah. a big difference and looking around at some of the conventions or also like trade shows that we've gone to yeah the actually that are purposeful like stand out a million miles away oh man that's one thing that was that's my takeaway from today and like or yesterday and like the rest of forever is overloading your maybe this might just be my personal taste but overloading your space is not 
necessarily a good thing. Oh, so for instance, I liked Claire and Bridget's setup. Um, they had a lot Claire of Claire and Bridget who? Oh, uh, Bridget Underwood is they were they were tabling together. They had a lot of stuff, but you weren't overwhelmed by what was there. You could see everything, and everything had breathing room, and everything looked nice together. Like it kind of, you, you can kind of see how they they might have curated their own work to put out, so you would feel like it all looked attractive together. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, so less not not less is more because it isn't to say they didn't have a lot of stuff. Claire actually had like a a book, so you could flip through to look at the rest of the things. So it wasn't like all in your face. Because I think there were booths that I saw that had really excellent work, but I was almost almost turned off by the fact that I couldn't look at each piece individually because there was just like, whoa, explosion in my face, you know? So that was kind of interesting. Um, and that was kind of like something I was like, okay, well, if I ever, if I ever did table, what would I, you know, what would I choose to show and how would I choose to show it? And so I, I'm... I imagine too when you're you're like my experience with walking all of these trade shows forever for every kind of trade show ever 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 you're mm-hmm. like compare and contrast compare and contrast yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. here's another question this one's for Becca so when you're walking around these things you're bound to bump into people that you know right or see them from afar any any thoughts do you guys go up and you're like good a person I know thank god and then you run and you find them or do you, are you more like, I don't know, maybe I will see this person later or I'm going to ignore this person completely? Yes, I can see how it would make a lot of sense if you're attending a convention that's specific to an interest of yours and tend to surround yourself or speak to people who also have that interest. I can see how they would show up, especially if it's a local thing. If it was someone I knew really well, I would... Well, like I would probably already know that they were attending, and you'd be oh, like, okay. "Hey, you." Well, like thing for I, today, you, you saw some people that you knew, and what did you do? Yes, today. Well, I should start by saying that I am an intern with Fantasy Flight Games, a game company um, just a bit north of here, and my mentor for that internship was also attending the convention GlitchCon today. Um, which I knew about. We had been talking about it earlier in the week. But because I do see him three times a week, I didn't feel compelled to, you know, just go run up and say hello. There was a lot of action in the entire building, the whole convention atmosphere. People are busy. Things are happening all the time. Yeah. All this stuff going on at once. And I suppose... It was just kind of like this thing, like, I know you're here. You know I'm here. We talked about it. I don't necessarily feel the need to just burst up and say, (laughs) hey, here I am. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I find sometimes I hide. That's, (laughs) I will hide from people I know. That's mean. But sometimes I will. It depends on the amount of energy I have. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, crap can't be in a conversation right now and then I'll go and hide other times if I have lots of energy I'm like thank god there is somebody I know here and then I will go running and bursting up to somebody be like, <gasps> if it's somebody I did not expect to see at all and they're familiar say it's somebody that I went to school with I will be like yes you come here speak with me you know just yeah. to have that 
familiarity amongst, you know, this like building sea of, of people. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of strangers. Yeah. I do you guys do that? Do you hide? Do you do you just are you just like no? Oh, I yeah, don't that hide. Person. I think that it, I I don't think you need to go and like give everyone a hug or whatever. Although I would give whoever a hug, but. <laughs> Chris, like, I don't have anything about But I mean, you, if the situation is like you, you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And so I don't run, I don't interrupt people that I know just to come in and be like, hey, like today I saw Emery Allen. I don't know if you oh, guys what? saw really? Emery Allen. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Emery Allen, Oops. artist who has been in a couple of our shows. He was one of the Dream Arcade artists as well. Aww. And I saw him and I was walking to trivia and then he was talking to somebody and I was like, I think that's Emery Allen. And then I walked into the trivia because we did a video game trivia session and came in third place. Good job. Well, not did that we good. Really? Oh. Yeah, we came in third I had place. No idea. That's yeah. pretty good. Well, they only announced first and second for some reason. But oh, I how did you know you were third even? Because I, <laughs> I know the, um, <laughs> the host and she told us that we were third. Oh, okay. I think we were tied for third, though. But anyway. You can tell Chris is mad. We're going to win. Tomorrow. Ian was mad. <laughs> Ian was really mad. <laughs> that's going to happen. Are we? It's not the same quiz. So we can't come in with camera. Is it video games or is it TV? No, it's video games. Everything there is video games. That's really Um, funny. But you saw him. Did you wink at him? Did you give him a sign? No, I don't think he saw me. But then I went in and I was like, he was talking and I was like, I'm about to do this trivia thing. It's not really the time or place. But then I saw him later and then I was like, and he didn't recognize me. And I was like, hey, Emery, it's me. And And then I talked to him for a little bit. So I think... Yeah, I wouldn't hide from anybody, but I also wouldn't really go out of my way if they were already doing something or engaged or you were heading in opposite directions. Maybe I it's wave just at people a, all the time. Yeah, see, that's helpful. I Waving just wave. And you just yeah, wave and then say, busy. hey, like, I'm busy, you're busy, I recognize that, but I see you. Yeah, I think that's the best. That's probably the best is to be – because – and this this is weird too because when I went, I was going specifically to – like, that That was my To purpose, say hi? Is to yeah. say hi to people. But there are definitely people that they are so swamped. Like, that's what I mean about the story right, it's and the guilt like business again. Like, time or whatever. You, it is business time. And there's people where you're like, oh, man, like, I do not want to, like, I'm not going to force this person to, to have to, like, you know, be social at me. You know what I mean? But you definitely want to say hi, too, because it is kind of also on the other side. Francesca just kisses a handkerchief and then like, throws it in, in the air. Yeah. I, I, blow, I do a lot of blowing kisses. She throws a dirty Kleenex out of her sleeve. Yeah. So, so many kisses uh, blown. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the I mean, minimum that I would do is wave at somebody. And I think that most that's people, how I, I wouldn't feel. run up to them, but I might walk up to them and say hello, okay. of course. And I usually will have a conversation with because they're probably looking for someone that they know too. I'm in a lucky position too because people usually don't want to talk to me as much They're like, or as who long cares as about Lindsay. Chris? Yeah, I'm just so Lindsay gets in really long conversations. And <laughs> well, I... here's how I feel. Here's the reason why I hide. Right? Is that I feel totally guilty if I don't run up to somebody and I'm like, "You, yeah," you know. Like I feel like if I make eye contact with a person across the room, a wave is not going to suffice. Neither is a like a hi and then going about my own business. I feel totally rude. Like I should be focused 100 percent on whoever it is. So if mm-hmm. I hide. Which is totally worse than waving. For How about sure. a high five? <laughs> a high five would be okay, I, I guess, if it was followed up by a small conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> what'd you say? A butt pad? Yeah. <laughs> pat people's butts, Chris. I don't know. I <laughs> I pat butts all the like, time. <laughs> I don't know. High five isn't appropriate. I think that's like fun. if, if like you if you're walking by someone, if you're walking by someone, they're in a conversation, and you just give them a high five. 
Oh yeah, and then or you're fist, cool, fist and they're bomb, cool, right? and then these people are having a conversation. Is like, man, that guy must be cool. What if your depth perception is really <laughs> bad? Touch all over their face. Rub their face around. Lindsay, it's also easier for you to hide because you're small. Yeah, so I just hide in a crevice, and it's fine. Lindsay just hides behind me. Yeah, and I'm like, don't move, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) And then I turn around, and Lindsay's like like, stuck to my back. I guess. Well, it's a little bit of that, like also, um, like when you see someone that you know, and then you're kind of in passing, and then one, either you or the other person doesn't say hi, and then you're like, shoot, do they hate me now? Like, what did I do? Yeah, well, it's like you do a double take, and then you're like, yeah. I know you. You know me. Why are we not talking? Now yeah, I feel right. bad. There was a bunch of people there today that come into the gallery regularly, and I went directly up to them and was like, hey, I'm going to ask you how your experience is here and talk See, about this. See, that's nice. And there was a couple that took our workshop in the morning, too. Then and took then took their fingerprints. They did my finger. Like one second. Yeah. No, but I don't know. I think it's nice and comforting for them too to be like, I know you outside of this thing and it's good to see that like yeah. we all do things. We all do different things and it's nice to like recognize a person and um I don't know. I mean we talk to people plenty while they're in the space too and tell them about all the stuff that's coming up. Yeah. Um but it's nice to see them as a person and be like you're doing other stuff, you're doing whatever, going here. Mm-hmm. We saw lots of people from IDGA there and they were all really awesome and totally like into it and taking all the panels and stuff, which is really nice. Yep. I just really like seeing like you know, this first time we've gone to GlitchCon, but what I really like like you're saying is that overlap. And you start to see people only in these circumstances that you don't get to see any other time, you know? And you're Mm -hmm. like, you kind of long for it after a while. You're like, where's that whole chunk of people? I have no idea, you know? And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. my world is a little bit bigger than just this gallery, you know, or my house. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I think that's interesting is, is noticing that too, is like there are people that you might not be able to hang out with them regularly, but you still like them and you want to kind of support that their existence sort of a thing. So that's kind of how I felt about this. It's like, yeah, we might not always hang out, but that's kind of fine. Well, everybody's Let's just taken like that moment out of their life to be in the same spot. Right. And, and everybody should take advantage of it, I think, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that that's half of the reason why you even go to a convention. Yeah. I it, think the conventions that we go to are always smaller too. So I feel like they are more about seeing people because mm-hmm. if you were at a giant one, you might be there to, you know, pick up every, pick up, you might have a list of like, here's the collectibles I have to get and here's the anime yeah. figures I have to get. Well, here, and here's my whatever. But when, like at GlitchCon, it's kind of an interesting con because it's more panels and there's no like rows of, people or anything like that there's not like exhibitor booths or anything like that so it really is just like learning and talking and this is what i think is really important so for anybody that i mean like you know we all are at the table of different levels of convention going and one thing that i think is interesting for anybody that doesn't go it is definitely an interesting thing to consider as a very easy um way to be exposed to a community that that's got some momentum and I think as an artist for example just sitting and observing like the the talk about a convention coming up you'll see people talk to each other on the internet you'll see people saying that they've got a booth like there there will be things that help you become more 
invested in the community aspect of it and to find like a little bit of a way in, you know, it's the same way that I think I feel about our shows where Mm -hmm. if you're in a show, it's it's, even if it's your first gallery show ever, now you're in this group of people, like in this group of artists that have participated in a thing together, you know, you have like a shared experience. It's an easy way to talk to people about something, you know, so I kind of think of it as a way to to try and become more invested in the community building aspect of it. And, and that's why I do like, like seeing individuals that I haven't seen for a very long time, like at one of these things where you're like, you know what, my world, like I said, is a little bit bigger than, than just, you know, one inch. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like for somebody that's trying to get more into it, it's a great outlet for that. So with that, by the way, let me segue here to let you know where we're going to be next weekend if you're around. Um, if you are looking to go to a fun convention, we are going to be at Minicon. Um, we'll put the, the notes for that in the podcast notes. I said Show notes. Yeah. And uh, so you can see where that's happening. So we're doing a bunch of panels there. But that one's a really fun one. It's here in the Twin Cities. There's a lot of other ones coming up. I'm sure we could probably list some of those for you too if you'd like. But um, definitely as this season is here, take advantage of some of these, you know, it's worth the splurge, for, you know, to kind of go out and see what's going on. So besides all that, uh, we have a couple other ways to get involved coming up here. We have patches and stitches, which the call for art will be up for another little bit through the fifth. Thanks, Jenny, for your yeah. stealthy hand movement. <laughs> and uh, and so if you guys want to be a part of one of the shows that's coming up, uh, the call for art's on the blog, and it is kind of a two-parter. Every now and again, we have a show that's got these like two conflicting counterparts. So Patches is our like hardcore, kind of gritty, dirty, grungy side. Um, and then Stitches is our like beautiful, like luxurious side, both of which have to do with textiles, um, which is a lot of fun. So... You should check that out. And then Chris has a game night coming up here in a couple weeks. Yep. Two yeah. weeks from last Thursday. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I think Let's it's like pull the, out the old ninth? calendar. Yeah. The ninth, right? Yeah. That sounds right. I don't know. Wednesday's Let's, the first. There's a game night coming up. Check the blog. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a ton of fun. There was a ton of people at the last game night. A lot of new people. Um, and we played a lot of really interesting games. New, old, party Hardcore strategy, um, Many. all sorts of stuff. So it was oh, really fun. Nice. Yep. And Played then uh, XCOM. Oh, that's like one of your favorites. Yep, we won. Oh. It was the first time we won. That's the first time I won. Very nice. I and feel then... like we might have cheated. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Chris is. I feel like I now. feel like our commander might have been taking money out of the bank liberally, but I'm not sure. Mm. And then <laughs> you'll have to ask. So and then uh, don't we have a show coming up we here too? We do. Um, so we're just gearing up right now for the guts opening that will be happening on April seventeenth from seven to ten p.m. Um, we have about sixty artists that are making incredible originals, one of a kind pieces and prints. Um, anything from like hand felted. Uh, skulls to tiny little miniatures, um, lots of people who are doing paintings and originals. So if you've been looking for something really unique, um, this show is all about the insides of things. So people who are investigating, <laughs> I was just having a flashback <laughs> to, to earlier today when I was trying to describe the show and I said, when I say investigating You're like, the insides you can find of investigating, children. <laughs> yeah, investigating the, investigating the insides of lots of things like 
children. And children. <laughs> so anyway, and then everyone in the panel was like, mm. can I leave now? <laughs> yeah, no. So it's, it's all about the insides of things. So mysteries. I don't know where you got creative. that. <laughs> She's searching for insides of stuff. She's like, you. I was like, the inside you saw a child. One child was there today and you're like, there's a child. Children. Adults. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's all about the inside. So people who are investigating, like, for example, what's inside of Pandora's box or something like that. Yeah, that is Big what you life said. mystery. Pandora's box or children were the two <laughs> options you came up with. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it will be that. part science, part investigation, sort of creative liberties that have gotten on these questions and subjects that the artists are investigating. So we have lots of awesome artwork coming up. Um, so again, that'll be on April 17th. <laughs> and then the next weekend, uh, we have a really awesome local artist, uh, Cleo Malone, who's teaching a crochet workshop on April 25th. Um, but she'll show you how to make all sorts of formations with those. There's knitting materials provided. You can see all the details on the website. Uh, and you can actually get a discount if you sign up for a friend. So just in case you know anyone who wants to learn how um, or see what's up or meet other crochet lovers it's a good place to come yeah it's really beautiful stuff if you do check it out on the shop you can see some images of what she does her links are there too and that should be a total blast so uh, Chris where can people find us you can find us on the blog blog.likegrayartlab.com you can find our call for art and game nights and all those things there you can like us on Facebook stay up to date there you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Light Gray Art Lab. You can follow us on Tumblr. We're lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to this show on the iTunes Music Store and stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing. If you want to catch the awesome artwork for Boss Rush, it will be up for another little bit here. Mm -hmm. And all of the amazing pieces are on our shop right now. Uh, It's shop.lightgrayartlab.com. And, of course, there's a link from the front page of our website, too, where you can see all the other stuff that's going on. So definitely check that out um, while it's still up. Really cool pieces, and you can have some nostalgic moments. So thanks again for listening, you guys, and we'll talk with you soon. Okay, we're going to clap on three, two, one. I clapped, but it was so tiny. It's like the smallest little clap. All right, let's do it again. So, Francesca, count from three, two, one. Me? Yeah. And then clap? No, just say three, two, one. Okay, three, two, one. one. Do it one more time. Three, two, one. One. Okay, that's good enough. (laughs) What? I don't understand. What are we doing? I'm just trying to make it's sure. It's a weird exercise. Things.